Today we're going to be talking about, like we said, like they've been saying, uh, compound growth, but we're going to most, mostly focus on uh, what it takes or how to build wealth. When does wealth building start? Are you good? That's good. Wealth building starts. The word I'm looking for is now. What's the power of now? Yes. It's not later. It's right now. Uh, is it now or later or now and later? Now and later. Why is that more significant than the candies now or later? It was like now or later. You pick the schools. But it's like, if it's now and later, you're going to be consistent. Exactly. Now and later says, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do now for later. So wealth building starts now. And a lot of people, they wait to build wealth till they're older when they could have had compound growth, compound interest that could have really increased one of their financial portfolios to where when they retire, they have in one portfolio... million or $2.3 million. But unfortunately, our youth is is misused. In what ways do young people misuse their youth? They think it's going to last. They think it's going to last. The thing about youth, you you have youth. Everyone has youth, but not everybody sustains being young. See, I can be 37 and may not be a youth, but I can still feel young. What's the difference between youth and young? Yeah, exactly. So youth is, they say youth is at about 40 years old. So I'm, a, I'm not really a youth, but they said uh, youthfulness, whereas as far as your, uh, your actions is a commodity, like your, you can actually get things done. Right now I'm 37 and I can still get things done. I, but about the time we cross 40, 45, knees start hurting a little worse. You see what I'm saying? You start aging. Right? My goal is to spend my youth so that I can always feel young. You ever met an 80-year-old, 90-year-old, and they walk better than some 15, 16-year-olds? Oh, yes. You done seen some grandmas, some aunties, some people that's 95 years old, still in the, in the garden, still uh, doing stuff, still driving at 100 years old? Because they spent their youth wisely. They invested in their youth so they can always feel young. The same is with your money. I wrote a quote right here. I says, or not a quote, but a statement. Uh, the issue is there's two groups of people. There's people that's either working for money or their money is working for them. The issue is people say time is money. Why is that wrong? <laughs> Go ahead, now. Time and money do not align. They do not align. Why? You good? You on the right path. Because, hold on, hang on. Time is more valuable than money. The reason why people are not successful because they spend their hours working for time. Why is that dangerous? Let me, let me kind of put the, put the backdrop to this. The reason why a lot of young people are going to graduate and not be successful is because they have been trained in the school system to spend all their hours on something that's not going to be beneficial to them or what they want to creatively do or express themselves. So what happens is you come to, you wake up at six, like everybody else, parents wake up at six, go five, go to work. You go to school for all these hours. Then you play sport for, sports for four more hours and you have no time for you. What is, why is creative time or time to create so valuable to you all right now? It should be valuable. Uh, 
Imagine all your youth being spent up, all your uh, sixth to twelfth grade years, then four more years in college spent up to do something that you was never sent to do. Spent up for something you wasn't sent to do. If you spent more time what you, on what you were sent to do, what you were sent to do will send more sense to you, send more money to you. But the issue is we have been conditioned to be employees. Like I said last class. Because the employees are the most taxed in America. So I need worker bees so that bees can make me honey while everyone's laughing at them because they're wasting all their time. The issue is you got to start thinking about how you spend your hours. Four hours that I spend at home or two hours I spend at home creating stuff is actually more valuable than the hour, eight hours I spend here. Because what I'm doing here is, is I'm working for the money. But then I got to take what I've done with the work that I made for the money that I worked for. I can now take that into what's going to really build the empire. The problem is that a lot of people don't even know how to make their money work for them. In what ways can you have your money work for you? Yes, sir. Um, I don't like look at money like money. I look at money like tickets. Mm -hmm. Cause when you buy a ticket, you, you, um, you walk into a new door. Yep, that's right. right. Keep going. Yeah. What else? It's cool. Like money for me, <clears throat> I give this analogy all the time. The same thing as a ticket. Money to me are employees. Every dollar I have to hire to go do something for me, even if it's for entertainment or for enjoyment purposes, I hire that money to bring me enjoyment or I hire that money to go get his other friends and bring his friends back to me. Right now, while I'm speaking to you all, my money is working. That's the place of life you want to be in where everywhere, no matter where you are, you're making money. The thing is that you have to be honest with yourself about is, is your money working for you right now? Your money, not my money, is your money working for you? Because if your money's not working for you, if you don't have that money working mentality, then you're going to be working for money all the days of your life. And that's the scary thing. You don't want to be in a place where you have to be at a job. That's a that's a that's an enslavement type feeling like I have to be on this cotton field picking cotton. You know, money's made out of 60 percent cotton. You know that money is not made out of 100 percent papers. Money is made out of 60 to 70 percent cotton. So now wherever you work is the cotton field and you picking cotton on that cotton field without first without, without being in a place to own the cotton field. I'd rather own a cotton field than to pick on a cotton field. That's why we have that slave mentality. That it's like, you know what? I'm just going to work slave all day, pick cotton all day, hopefully make some money. I heard someone say, I was listening to uh, me and my nephew and my niece was listening uh, to a gentleman. Myron Golden is the guy. But he was talking about how, man, I lost my train of thought. Come on, come on. Bring it back. Bring it back. Um, man, I lost that train of thought that quick. Um... Picking cotton, owning the field. You was you you was listening to somebody. Yeah, but what I, I was, was it about, uh, working for money. Um, oh, his dad was a plumber. Here we go. His dad was a plumber, kind of along the lines of what you want to do, young man, Josh. He wants to be a plumber, but when he was working, he said he came home one day, told his son, "I don't want to work for nobody no more." He said, "I'm very knowledgeable about plumbing. I'm gonna start my own plumbing business." What he said was he was making $75 for every toilet he fixed, 
but didn't know that it cost $900 to fix it. So he said, they paid me $75 to do the work. While the person not doing the work is getting $900. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so he said, it's better for me, even if I fix one toilet a day, I'll have made more money fixing one toilet than I would have fixed seven. So the mentality has to be ownership is more valuable than being owned. Ownership is more valuable. So now you got to say, okay, I got to develop a mentality that says, you know what? I want to own. That's why Jesus says he's that they say he's the king of kings and a lord of lords. He's not kings. When he means kings of kings, he's not. I said, I said it to you guys. It's not saying he says kings like I'm a king over Biden or I'm a king over whoever runs other countries. He's not saying I'm a king of them. He said, I'm the king of y'all. I kings begot kings. Kings produce kings. You see what I'm saying? Queens produce queens. So what he's saying is, I want to be a king of you. Imagine the mentality is if we was raised thinking that we were kings and lords. One thing that I appreciate about my dad, man, I, I mean, I appreciate this. I mean, more than anything. He told me one day, he says, man, you know what your last name means, son? I said, what my last, what our last name means? He says, Ezzy in Nigeria means king. He said, you're a king. Nigerians think like Africans, they think different. Like, because like, Africans never grew up with African-American problems. Africans, their, their country, their, their uh, presidents are black. You know what I'm saying? Their, their senators are black. You see what I'm saying? So they grew up not seeing a divide in color. So when he told me I was a king, the next day, I'm walking in school with high water pants on, a pink book bag on, poor as all get out, still walking like a king. Because a king doesn't mean just because <clears throat> you're in a less likely clean kingly state doesn't mean you're not a king. So God's saying he's king of kings. And when young people adopt a king's mentality, they'll carry themselves like kings, even if you don't have no throne. Imagine being David. David was anointed king the day before he became king or years before he became king. Which one? Years. years. The prophet came to uh, da uh, David's house. David's father's house, Jesse, and, and Jesse, the dad, brought all the other brothers in there but him. Imagine being that disrespected by your own father that your father didn't even invite you to your ornate, to your, or, uh, um, whatever the word is, to becoming a king. The prophet said, man, none of these men would do. Do you have another son? They go out there and he was anointed king where? He was anointed king while he was doing his purpose. But after he was anointed king, did he get a throne? Right now, somebody is a seat warmer to your throne. Saul occupied, it, occupied his position. David was a king way before he was actually king. That's what you got to process. Right now, you're a king. You're a queens before you even become it. You have to be it before you be it. And so when we understand that king's mentality, that queen's mentality, we'll carry ourselves differently, even if the things around us is not different. And so that puts you in a position to think about lordship and say, what am I a lord over? Right now, I was in my car this morning and I was driving. And after I kissed my wife and my, my baby girl uh, goodbye today, I was like, there is no excuses. I told myself, once you leave this house, man, you got to go get it. 
Like, like you, like, like you're a king, bro. Like you're a lord over this family, fam. Like you got to go get it. I have to remind myself every morning, Josh, go get it. Go bring more bands back today. Go bring more money back today. Make it happen, Josh. If you hear all these other people make $100,000 a month, you go get it, Josh. You want to be a millionaire? Go get it. There's no waiting for it to come to you. You got to go get it. And there's certain principles, mindsets, and practices you got to do to say, hey, I'm going to go get it by any means, by any good means necessary. <laughs> so wealth building starts now. <clears throat> and so this chapter, we're going to go through these uh, points real quick and kind of elaborate. But I wanted to make sure I, I took some notes too. Uh, compound growth. I like the word compound. Compound means combining pounds. So right now, before I even get to that, let's talk about uh, this right here. What are some of y'all's interests? What are y'all interested in? God. God. Why is, how does being interested in God compounds interest into your life or adds to your life or makes your life grow. Because he'll always be interested back in you. And his interest back in you does what to you? It makes you like, I don't know, I feel like it's like a mutual like pull. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, if, if you if you are trying to like learn more about him, he obviously knows everything about you, but it's going to like, he going to reveal more stuff that you didn't even know about yourself. And that compounds growth. Because mm -hmm. when I'm interested in God, the issue is <clears throat> the enemy's ultimate objective is to make sure you lose interest in the main thing that should have your interest. Interest. Like, I have to be interested in God. Like, I want to know more of him because knowing more of him helps me know more of myself. Me knowing more about myself begins to help me know more about the wealth that I can have. Not just wealth financially, wealth relationally, wealth emotionally, spiritually. Like wealth is, is, a, is a holistic thing. A lot of people, they got a lot of money. They're wealthy financially, but they're not wealthy individually. So they got all the money in the world. They talk, I heard this other guy talk about how this guy made a lot of money in Bitcoin or something like that. He made a lot of money at one point. But they say he was a douchebag. Like he was a bad person. He was just like just bad. He, he spent all his money. He said he got he broke a lamp in a hotel. The guy came to him and said that'll be three hundred dollars. He got so offended he was like, "You think I'm poor?" And gave him three thousand dollars for the lamp. Whoa! But think about this. But think about this. He made all that money, but it was short lived. They say he's broke now. You see what I'm saying? So if you broke on the inside, you'll be broke on the outside because I haven't allowed God to heal my brokenness. When you're a broken person, broken mentally, broken emotionally, broken uh, uh, spiritually, no matter how much money you make, you're going to be broke one day. But what's the point of being rich here but not being rich there? Like, I have to be interested in God and I have to be interested in his kingdom. God just doesn't come by himself. <clears throat> Nobody comes just by themselves. Nobody, every, like when I married my wife, I married her whole family. When she married me, she married my whole family and all my cares and all my loves, all my joys, all my interests. She can't never she she can't say you can't hoop no more. She knew she knew she married a hooper. So when I told her, hey, I go to the Y when we first got married, I go to the Y two or three times, she married that. 
So unless, unless she needs something serious, of course I come home. But she knows I can't keep him from him. <clears throat> so she married him and them. I married her and them. So nobody comes along. So if I'm interested in God, I have to be interested also in what he's interested in. And God is interested in you, not just for you, but what he created you to do. So people focus on, oh, he's interested in you. But no, he's interested in what he wants you to do. God is a businessman. He's a kingdom man. He wants to advance a kingdom. So he's interested in you. He wants to build you up so he can build what you do up so he can build your inheritance up. Mm -hmm. Because he knows compound growth, compound interest. All of a sudden, here's you, here's your kid, here's your kid, 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 kid. Generational wealth is more than just about you. Rich means you're rich, like we said before. Wealth says we're rich. We watched that video, I think it was the guys though, about the power of your last name. I gotta be, the Bible says a wise man is interested in leaving an inheritance for his children's children, children. So God's interest is not just interested in you, just for you. He's like, what are you going to do? Moses came to him and was like, who's going to say who sent me? I am sent you. And he started saying, well, 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 I study. He said, I don't care about you stuttering. I care about what I told you to do. Because what you do has eternal and earthly uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consequence. Are all consequences bad? No. Consequence, there's good consequences. So it's all boiled down to interest. Can someone look up the definition of interest for me? Interest. Oh, I think I looked it up already. You got me? Thanks, man. The state of wanting to know or learn about something or someone. Say it again. The state of wanting to know. The key word in that definition is the word state. Why state? What is state? It's a level. It's a level. What else? Go ahead, go ahead. It's how you is now. Right now, right now, what state am I in right now? Teaching state. Uh uh. Just a simple question. What state am I in right now? North Carolina. Oh. See what I'm saying? Can I be in North Carolina and South Carolina at the same time? I can't unless uh, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, but right now in this area in Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, uh, right now I'm in North Carolina. A state of mind means where you live. You can't live in two places. Either you have a wealth mentality or a broke mentality. You can't have both. You can't be in both state of minds, right? Finish the definition for me. State is what now? Uh, the state of Yeah. So interest means I'm in a place where I finally got to to where I'm invested in wanting. Did it say needing something? Interest is not necessarily a need. Like no one's interested in water. (laughs) Water is a necessity. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's interested in air. You need it. Interest means I want to do. That's why school to a degree suffocates interest because they want you to they, they need you to do something. So if you're interested, you got to say, I'm in a state of mind. I'm in a state of place where I'm ready. I want to know God. I want to know about his kingdom. The Bible says, seek ye first to what? And all of his what? And all these things will be what? Added. 
I have to first seek you first. I have to seek in order for me to seek. Yeah. I have to seek before I see. <clears throat> so right now, there's an invisible kingdom. Just like there's an invisible world of molecules. Right now, there is an invisible kingdom to the, to the naked, sinful, depraved eye. So if I, if I wake up saying, hey, I'm a seek, that means I will find. Right now, do you know, <laughs> um, what's them video games that be having treasure chests all around and stuff? Uh, they got Fortnite. Fortnite, right? So yeah. we'll, we'll take Fortnite, uh, for instance. Or like uh, 007 for me back when I was a kid. Or God of War. Or God of War. So they have they have a or any game that has a way to hunt, right? The thing about those games is, do you find all hidden treasure chests, or do you find every gun? No, but they're there. You have to know where to seek to find it. So we live in a world, and God. That's why the Bible says, "This is the day that the Lord has made." I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why do? Why must I rejoice and be glad in every day, even if it's bad? Why? The first verse says, "Because he what? This is the day the Lord has made." He just made it. Made it. Whoever the founders or the inventors of Fortnite, they made Fortnite's gameplay. They know where all the hidden treasure chests are. They probably got a little hidden website where you can find all. If you go 50 miles this way, you'll find this little treasure chest up on here. Or if you want to find this gun, climb this tree, you find it here. Or if you build it. So the creators of the game knows where all the chests and treasures are in the game. So if God made your day, he made a way. The issue is we are not seeking his kingdom first. We seek what we see first versus seeking what we can't see so that we can see. So if I seek first the kingdom, God, but in order for me to seek first the kingdom, I got to seek first the who? The king. In order for me to seek first the king, I have to let him be my what? King. So if he's not my king, I can't seek his kingdom. And if I don't seek his kingdom, how can things be added to my kingdom if he's king of kings? See the mentality? So now when I have the king's mentality, I king, I bow my knee, even though I'm a king too, but I bow my king's my kingliness and my whole kingdom to you. Because you I didn't make my day. I didn't, I didn't trust me. If we made our days, would we be here right now? <laughs> if we if we made our days, we'll, we'll, we'll be in a mansion, we'll be in Malibu, we'll be in Texas for some of us, we'll be in we'll be somewhere else than here if we made our day. But because he made our day, we gotta submit and say, God, I seek ye first so that I can see. But if I'm not interested in him, <clears throat> and all I think of him is just so like my my uh uh my sugar daddy, you know, or if I look at him as my uh, uh whatever whatever, and I know that sounds, but sometimes you gotta put some yeah, stuff out there that I did get get attention. But <clears throat> we look to him as a Santa Claus, or we look to him as you know, uh, give me without me having to give you. What type of relationship is that? <laughs> well, who wants a relationship where you do all the giving? And they do all the living. They living off your giving, but you ain't getting nothing from their living, right? Nobody wants a relationship like that. They want a relationship where it's, it's equal. I give, you give. 
I live, you live, right? That's, that's how it's supposed to be, though, right? That's how it's supposed to be. Like, right now, relationship, marriage is never 50-50. It's never 100-100. It's never. Relationships is, right now, I'm probably giving 70, my wife is giving 30. Why? Because she, she just had a newborn. So if I, if I, if I step back and like, no, you give me 50, it's going to put more stress on her. So there's going to be some seasons where I have to give 80 as, in regards to the 100% of the relationship that we have together. And there's going to come a time where she's going to have to give me 80 and I have to give her 20. And then maybe sometime in life it'll feel like 50-50 or 60-40 or 59, whatever the number is. So it just fluctuates. It fluctuates based upon need. And when you understand the kingdom of God, you'll be like, man, I got to be in a state of mind where I am interested in God and everything that comes with him. When, my, when I met my wife, I didn't just marry her or I just didn't marry her body. I came with everything in it. I came with her dreams, goals, aspirations, cares, concerns, whatever. What are some of the things that we should be interested in right now besides the kingdom of God and God himself? One more thing because I kind of labored on that for a little bit. Yes, sir. Well, why should we be interested or in a state of mind of thinking about wealth? Yes, sir. Go ahead. The reason why we should be thinking about <clears throat> it passed down. It passed down. That, that's, that's profound because it's passed down, right? A selfish person only thinks about their what? Self. A selfish person only fishes for them what? Self. That's what a selfish yep. person is. Yep. I caught a bunch of fish that could have fed five other people. But I ate all the fish in front of those people. But we do that. Wealth, we have to be interested in wealth because y'all are too young to feel what I feel. But one day, you young men and ladies are going to feel the feelings of a human. You ever seen that stuff on Instagram or TikTok, whatever? They're like, see what I made. Have you seen what I made? Um, maybe that's maybe that's older people's yeah, TikTok, older people Instagram. That's that, that's up there with me. It was like, look what I made. Have, it was like, oh, yeah. he said, have you ever made your own people? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I've made a person. Like I just didn't make a book. I didn't just make a business. I made a human being, bro. Fam. Like that's a human being. I mean, you see what I'm saying? And so the thing about the human being is. That human being is going to keep being. And I don't want that human being being in a world that I created for them because I didn't take the time to be. I don't want that human being to be being. <laughs> That's real. So I got to protect them from being being, right? But, but wealth, people focus on being rich. Why? Because being rich means I'm rich. Wealth says, we said before, we're rich. And so now you got to say, okay, <clears throat> as a young person, now you got to be in a state of mind where you're interested in maximizing your time so your life can be fine, like so your life can be good, and their life can be good. Because these people, do you, nobody has kids in here, right? No. All right, good. Go ahead, go ahead. Bro. You got twins on the way. I don't got no twins. Either way, either way, if they're on the way, go ahead, bro. They just, they just like, they just convince that the person that just want to be rich is not looking at the long term. They are looking at long term. Short term. And short term is the Instagram post. Short term is making haters feel it. But a wise man, a wise woman says, like right now, I'm on level here. All of you all are on level here. Do you know these people will exist one day? Mm -hmm. Kids. Your kid's kid. 
your kids, kid, kid, and your kids, kid, kid, kid. Mm. Right now, she is looking at me. She's not only looking at me, she's hoping that me is who I need to be. Right now, she don't feel it, but she's hoping <laughs> that all her meals are going to be paid. All whatever she needs is going to be provided. She see me, but she's hoping me. Your kid that you don't even have yet is hoping. There's a lot of kids that come up to me. They be like, man, when I had my daughter, they said, man, I wish I was her. She gets a chance to be fathered by you. You want that same kind of compliment. Where a kid would be like, man, I wish I was your kid because I didn't have a you or a dad figure. But right now you got to start thinking about these people because if not, you'll marry the wrong one. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is to make a human being with someone that ain't being themselves. You married a woman who's not her? Imagine marrying a woman who only cares about her post on Instagram. Imagine marrying a woman. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. Imagine a woman who, who is insecure. Marrying a woman is insecure. Imagine that. Now, ladies, imagine marrying a man who only cares about his plan. Oh, God. Like, the second great decision you'll ever make, third great decision, the first decision is give your life to God, the second uh, great decision is becoming who he created you to be, the third big decision is marrying the next person because that kid got to look at y'all dysfunctional. So a wise person, while they're single, while they're alone, starts thinking about, okay, I got to focus on my health. I got to focus on my wealth because these people are going to tell a story about you. You don't want them to pass down that you was a no good. So compound means, compound interest means whatever I'm interested in or invested in will compound on top of itself. So if I invest more interest in God, year after year, like he said, with your money, certain portfolios as far as investments increase by 11% every year. Imagine where you would be today if you increase 11% spiritually every year. What's up, fam? Imagine if God gave you a, a document that says, thank you, fam. That, oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. God put up a document and said, we didn't, we didn't gain anything. We actually took a loss on you today, this year. We lost, we, lost, we lost some influence. We lost some purity this year. We lost some, we lost some time this year. We didn't even gain no interest because you didn't put no interest. Compound interest meaning like if, 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 if our money makes money at 11% every year in certain investments, then imagine what type of Christian you will be if you increased interest or interest was added or matched with you and God. Like, I want to be a person that grows at 11%, 12% every year as a Christian. I want my money to increase 11 to 12%, 15%, 20% every year. December is a month to do what? The last month of the year is to do what? We sh most people should do what in December? Well, besides that, I'm talking about like introspectively. Uh, introspectively. Reflect. 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 See if you made your goal. Reflect and inspect. Uh -huh. 
Right now it's February. January is like one of the months where you just like, well, it don't really count. January, you just, you December, you celebrate, you end January. January is like, you're going to be a lot of stumbling, stumbling. And February is the month where you got to say, hey, am I real about making this year worth something? How many good years have you had? Think about that. We ain't talking about good years of experience. We went to, we went to uh, Carowinds and we went to uh, uh, Disney World. We're not talking about good year like, oh, my parents said they love. We're talking about good years of personal production. Mental. So imagine your, you, your best year was five years ago. Your best year was supposed to be last year. And then you got to say, okay, what interest, because think about it, what interest, 11% increase, can I take into the next year? You don't want to come to December, you have no money to take into the next year. No spiritual growth to take into the next year. No, no mental uh, 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 stability to take the next year or emotions to build. Like, like, like I got to start thinking about my year and it's February. Because let me tell you something. Years be rolling. Days are long, but years are short. You would hear, I don't know if y'all heard it before. Days are long. This day feels long. It's only nine something, something, something. It feels long. 944. 944. Years go by like, boom. Next thing, one day you're going to wake up, you're going to hear my voice. And you seniors going to be in September like, dang, this thing flying. You got to take care of how what goes by fast. You got to say, I got to hold on the reins of this year and say, oh, let me slow it down. Let me slow down because years go by fast. I'm telling you, bro. Y'all look at me and y'all be like, Mr. Ezzy be talking crazy. 37 snuck up on me, fam. Yo, I'm 37. I remember being 27 last year, it felt like. Wow. wow. It goes by like that. One day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be like, man, I'm 47 and my daughter is 11. That's going to trip me out. <laughs> right now she's growing so fast and I'm like, fam, I don't want to miss nothing. Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to miss something. Because one day she's going to be talking. My, uh, my sister-in-law, I don't even say sister-in-law, my sister her daughter was at the house the other day, and she's four years old. I remember when she was, and now she's kicking me, running, want me to chase her. I'm like, fam, <laughs> I'll, all right. And then I, now I trick her because kids be dumb, bro. <laughs> they swear I'm still, <laughs> they swear I'm still behind them. I'm like, fam, I'm not running. I run my hide over here and wait till you come around this way. <laughs> she over there looking behind me, thinking I'm behind. I'm like, fam, I don't got time for that. But one day I'm gonna have to do all that <laughs> every day. When I come home from work, I'm going to have to come day. And she, my, my door. So what I'm saying is, I don't even know what I'm saying, but you see what I'm saying. Your interests have to place interest. Because if you're interested in wealth, if you're interested truly in building wealth, you will do what the wealthy do. You'll start investing differently. You'll start spending money differently. You'll start planning your money differently. You'll start budgeting your money differently. If you really want to be a supernatural, spiritual giant, you'll do things differently. If you really want to be so mentally sharp that no matter who is in your way, they're cut by your mindset, sharpened by your mind. Like, iron sharpens what? A, 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 a wood mind can't sharpen a metal mind. You have to have a sharp mind. So when, that's why when people come talk to me in my office, they get sharpened. When they give me ideas, I sharpen it. When they could, you got to be a mind that says... I'm sharpening. I'm so sharp that I can sharpen, right? You got to be emotionally stable because people are going to try you. 
The reason why I just can't put no holes in nobody, the reason why I can't beat nobody up, because I got to make it home. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But you got to start thinking about the 11%, 12%, 14% interest that you want to add into your future interest in, in your life. Let's go over our points. Number one, everyday people can build what? Are you everyday people? Yeah. Everyday people can build wealth. Everyday people. So that means you can be wealthy. Contrary to popular belief of your community, of your family, everybody can build wealth. But wealth has to be built. What all goes into building something? Materials. Ideas. Yep. Materials, ideas. Money. What else goes into building something? Builder. Builder, yep. Or architect, blueprint. Idea, yep. Motivation, yep. Yeah, definitely. Foresight, you gotta have vision. All that just to build something, but when it's built, it's only built once. But think about building something once. This building was built 40 years ago. That's crazy. And this building built 40 years ago, yep. This building built close to or over 40 years ago, it's still making money. Do you know all of you all, y'all pay to go here? So this building is producing money, right? So, but it was built one time. So imagine if I built multiple buildings that builds wealth for me. I love, if there's anything I love talking about, love doing, is building revenue streams. Yeah. It's the greatest experience. If you haven't experienced it, experience it. Because when you build something 10 years ago and you still getting money off of what you did 10 years ago, it makes you want to build something again so it can make more. Right now, that's why I love this, and I'm going to teach this for a little bit. Right now, I have nine books. Four card games. You got four. What's the card games called? Uh, four, uh, one is called Memory Muscle. Mm. It's a, how to memorize scripture better. Other game is called Dating Prep. It's can a dating I, game. Yeah. Can I do the? Uh, can you show me the, the first game? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna show it to you on the screen. Dating, dating prep. The second game. The third game is called Whole. It's a fun way to talk about wholeness. And my last card game that I created last year was Facts Over Feels. It's a feel, game about feelings. I'm gonna show you in a minute. Nine okay. books. Four card games. Uh, uh, people give people also uh, a coaching call. I just had a coaching call yesterday, got paid uh, 120 for that, and that was just you know, whatever coaching. Um, and that's just helping out somebody giving coaching, uh, consulting. Well, we're not gonna talk about that because that, that's something I have to do, not something you do with your time, something that's already been built, courses have already been built. Uh, what else has already been built? Um, so let's do that. <clears throat> What's up, big time? So let's, let's do the math. Nine plus four is what? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, my YouTube channel. Thirteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Courses, two or three, YouTube. So that's all just stuff that's already been built. That's nine, ten, eleven, that's thirteen. 14, 15, 16. That's 16 revenue streams outside of stuff that's already been built. That's 16. Now, most of those are steady. They, they bring in a good amount of money. It's pretty steady. But what happens 
when I go viral again, I already went viral once. But if I go not not viral, viral, but viral, no, I saw one of you, one of you, you about half a million, yeah, half a million. So all it takes is for the rain. Now, does one wait for the rain to plant, or they plant before the rain? Why do you plant before the rain? <clears throat> if you don't start planting now, let me tell you something. My biggest mistake I ever did in my life financially. I didn't take YouTube seriously because YouTube wasn't as serious as it is right now. When I started YouTube, there was no revenue. That was They wasn't giving nobody no money. YouTube wasn't bought out. YouTube didn't have no uh, program where you could make money off of it. And then uh, when my video had went viral, I had no books tagged to it. The shirt that I was wearing in the video wasn't even tagged in the video. Mm. I missed out on probably sixty to $80,000 from that viral moment. Because if you go, if a video goes viral like that, they're going to be like, I want that shirt. Yes, sir. What'd you say? Hmm? What'd you say? About in the video? video yeah. I'll show you the video. Mm. Let me see. YouTube. No, it ain't the video. That's Windows video, that video went viral, but this was the main one. So this video right here. Now, let me show you something about this video that's very profound. And I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you to put you on the game a little bit. Uh, let me see if that thing connects. Make sure this one ain't on. Yeah, 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 yeah. From now on, we should start off every class with 10 minutes of editing time. 10 minutes of editing time? Of videos? Yeah. I got you. Oh my gosh. Now, this video is how old? Let's see. Nine years ago. This is when I was, you know, speaking every day. I don't want to make sure we do this right. Now, that right there, listen to, what I, listen to just what happened. This is, a, this is a life lesson right here. I'm going to cut it up. That infatuation is blind, not love was one of my popular quotes. It was a quote I came up. Everybody kept saying, love is blind. I said, no, infatuation is blind. I had someone make a t-shirt for me. Mm. But we want to make sure we do this right. Three, we want to make sure we do this right. I stuttered so bad before this video. We got 100 people in this room. I stuttered so bad, fam. My wife was in there. Now, we weren't married then, but she, we, bro. That was pretty, pretty girls, it was packed. I was single, so you know, his I ain't single now. But <clears throat> I messed up so bad. But something in me was like, you gotta keep going. I'm talking about today is who defines a woman's worth? <laughs> Why do and that's and that's a, that was a when you chuckle, that means you like. I'm, it was like, man, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. Women, yeah. I know their worth and what develops a woman's worth. Let's talk about who. Now, that video alone has 436,000 views. Yeah. Now I got the shirts tagged up under there. <laughs> Now I do. 730-something comments. Just keeps going, right? The issue with that was I had none of my merch, none of my products, none of my books tagged on that video. So no one, was, no one could have seen it. All they saw was the message. Yeah. All they got from was inspiration. All they got was maybe they watched another video, but they didn't have an opportunity. They say with people, you have to tell them, you have to show them what you have, what you offer. Like, you just can't expect people to give you money. They have, to, they, they have to know you have something. Because I had nothing tagged in that video, 
That video, I was just looking around like, why am I getting all these notifications? I was like, I didn't take YouTube serious because YouTube didn't have the money back then. But I could have still made money back then if I would have just simply tagged that shirt in that video. If I would have just simply put my books up under that video. Now I got them all tagged up in there, under there, I think. Well, that was back, that was five years ago when I posted that. But yeah, I got all my books, don't wait to donate, <laughs> all that stuff on there. And this video still makes me money to this day. But that's what's powerful about YouTube is that you can create a video. Now, let me go back into, I might be showing y'all a little too much, but it's all good. If I go to my YouTube studio. So this one video has made me in this lifetime since I upload here. This one video has made me one thousand five hundred seven seven dollars. Just that one video in his lifetime. <laughs> so look at when it peaked though. It peaked. Either way, something that was built one time has made me $1,500 just off a of video. Now, imagine you add 12 ads, ads, merch, books. I make more money not from YouTube, but what the video's done for people. People who give me money, people who donate it. I can show you how much I made on YouTube in a lifetime. Let me see. And this is a preaching channel. This ain't even like... This ain't even like a general content. Yeah, this ain't no general content. I shaved off his eyebrows, YouTube. So many different levels. I tell my grandma's wheelchair. 
Right, it's going on. Try not to laugh if you love you. That's always that clip. That's how much so far. Seventeen dollars. That's and that's since 2018. So what we're saying is, is that one one thing built one time can make you a lot of money. That's a lifetime. So now if I really was focused on being viral, if I really was focused on whatever, whatever, doing vlogging or selling products, but but thing is is that YouTube full time? Yeah, if I was if I was really full time with YouTube and, and wanted to take this thing to the next level, there's people making hundreds of thousand dollars a month on this thing. Right? But that's built one time. You can build a video and it's built one time. And that one video over a period of time can make you money. Money on the front end through advertising on YouTube, it can make money on for you the back end. <clears throat> now, what if I had none of these offered on my channel? Man, who's going to really buy books, man? I make most of my money off of books. I make most of my money off of, of uh, those pr products I've sold. But the thing is, it was built one time. And the issue is, there's no builders no more. Like, imagine you say, you know what? Yeah, play basketball. Go as far as you want. But build something. Because when you build something, you'll yield something. You'll yield from it. You'll get from it. And I want you guys to have a builder's mentality because I'm telling you, if you start building right now, <clears throat> so you need the materials. What is your material? Like my material is words. Words are my materials. That's my, that's, that's those my tools. <laughs> I can take those materials anywhere and build an empire. It also you gotta have an idea. You gotta have the wrong, you have to have the right idea about you. If you have the wrong idea about you, you're not gonna take your materials and build something. You gotta say, no, I'm wealthy. Before you have a dollar to your name, I'm a king. My dad shifted my whole world when he said, I said, bet my last name means what? Everywhere I go, everyone, when I was in uh, elementary school, they didn't call me Josh because there was other Josh in the class. They'll call me Ezzy. When I was in middle school, because I was the only black kid there for the majority part. There's three black kids in, in uh, middle school and high school. So they was like, we're going to call you Ezzy. <laughs> when I come, and who, what they call me now? Mr. What? They call him Mr. King every time. Oh, Mr. King. Mr. King. <laughs> when you have that mentality, your last name don't have to mean king to be a king. What I'm saying is that changed me. Someone that grew up <clears throat> in a single parent home, a guy who grew up with spaghetti, uh, 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 gloss with ketchup sauce. I didn't even know what Prego was. I didn't have my, I was so used to the poor bacon. I was used to ramen noodles. I was used to syrup sandwiches. Like, syrup sandwiches was my dessert. Sugar water. If I wanted dessert, if I wanted dessert, I had to go get some bread, put some butter on it, toast it, put some honey on it. Not honey, but uh, syrup. So what I'm saying is I was poor. There was times where my neighborhood was so bad, man. That we had, there was uh, drive-by shootings. I remember. Uh, uh, you said it was a, a pedophile. A pedophile, yeah. bro. I found condom wrappers. I, I lived in a cul-de-sac. Cars. I didn't know why those cars was parked there. <laughs> I see what was going on while they was parked there. But then <laughs> I'm outside riding by. My mom said, "Don't pick up that ever." I didn't know what that was. That was a balloon. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, as a kid. <clears throat> as a kid, a condom. Condoms. But see, I, we didn't. We were. I was so green. I didn't know what half. Listen, listen, real talk, real talk. I didn't know what half the sexual stuff was till I was in eleventh grade. That's how sheltered we were because we didn't have internet. You got kids in in kindergarten knowing what this stuff is because nobody's guarding them, right? 
So when I ride my bike, I see these little rappers, and I'm thinking those balloons. They weren't balloons. What I'm saying is, they're they're balloons, but they're not. Well, okay, this this is not this is this is a school, so I can't say. But what I'm saying is that no matter where your upbringing is, you can build. That's why I'm telling you. My question to you is, what are you building right now? What are you going to do with your material? Every day, if you're a comedian, if you're an artist, if you're a drawer, if you whatever you is, you got to work on your material every day. Because bad material creates a bad what? It creates a bad building. You want the best material. The best pay for the best. The gentleman that I listen to all the time, Margo, he said this, man. And it was so profound. He says, and it changed my whole structure. He said this real quick. He said, uh, <clears throat> he said, if you are the best, you won't be cheap. And if you're cheap, no one will think you're the best. Think about it. If you had a heart surgeon that says, I'm the cheapest heart surgeon in, in the country. What we're saying is the best materials get the best results. So you got to work on your skill every day if you want to be a millionaire every day. You got to have an, a different idea. You actually got to have money to start these things. Yep. You got to have the money. But the thing is, you, you create the money. You create the opportunity for you to build. You actually got to be a builder to build. You actually got the blueprint. Who has the blueprint? God. God has the blueprint to every one of you all's idea. Right now, when you stamp my dad, when my dad was stamped, when I was born from him, I'm stamped just like him. I stand like him. If y'all, if y'all was at church on Sunday when we dedicated my baby, you saw my dad look just like I look just like him. The first thing people said when they saw my daughter, they said, she looks like you. The blueprint through the DNA or whatever it is, whatever the blueprint is, was passed down. She's going, I felt bad for her. I'm like, baby, you know, your dad's forehead, that's a strong gene, baby. You're going you gonna to get that. At least they be a little bit lighter on girls than Yeah, they like, yeah, I'm like, baby, you know, that I saw, when I saw the ultrasound picture, when I saw the ultrasound picture, even when she was little, I said, dang. You got your dad's forehead. You got your dad's forehead. Welcome, welcome to the family. If, if there's anything I've ever given you, but see, anyway, that's it's sad because some dads, the only thing they gave them was that they looked like them. That's sad. But anyway, <clears throat> we'll keep going. The blueprint comes from God. God has the individual blueprint for every one of y'all saying, here's the whole blueprint of how to build this building. You got to have motivation, too. Why you have to have motivation when you build it? Because you, you just, uh, 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 it don't, it's not built in one night. Like a builder has to be motivated by saying, I see the final product before I see it visually. Patience. Patience. I got to be motivated if I want to build. I got to say, you know what? Right now I'm building my life and I love it right now because I'm, I'm really, I'm really in that direction of becoming a millionaire. I'm in that direction of, of being where I want to be in life. <clears throat> and it's crazy to watch the building being built because one day... When it's built, it's built. You gotta have a vision is the most important thing. You gotta see it before you see it. Because if you don't see it, you ain't gonna seek it. And if you don't have a vision for wealth building, you're gonna be interested in the wrong things. How many of us compounded interest on relationships that we should have never been interested in? Compound, like the relationship grew, but because it wasn't for you, you suffered a loss. 
You want to be interested in the things that God wants you interested in because that's guaranteed to grow in the end. It's guaranteed. So what are you interested in? Because whatever has your focus will be fruitful. Whatever has your interest will compound interest on it. So let's go through these questions real quick and it will be done for that. Number one, everyday people can build what? Build, but it has to be built, man. Nobody is wealthy overnight unless you was born into it. <laughs> Number two, you need a blank to become a millionaire. Even then they're still just rich. They're still just rich. Yeah, because you got to build your own wealth or sustain the wealth that's given to you. Um, they said when uh, Walton, uh, what's it? Was not Bill Walton? That's the basketball player. Um, but the guy who created Walmart, <laughs> Mr. Walton, they said he was richer than Bill Gates at the time before he died. But soon as he died, his kids was number two, three, four on the list. That's crazy. They passed that wealth down to them. And good thing about the Waltons, it exactly. So that that's why that's what what changed my whole perspective was was a few years ago when I realized all these companies are last names of families. They're wealthy. Always think about the family. Mm. Ford. What else out there? Uh, uh, Disney. Uh, Disney. Uh, uh, Bob and Jerry. Well, ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Lamborghini's the last name. Uh, uh, Ferrari's the last name. Like these are people's last names. Yeah. Bentley's the last name. So what I'm trying to say is, is that wealthy people. Rarely think about their first name. They think about their last name. Because you don't have a confident first name, you won't have a legendary last name. So now I'm thinking about I'm creating an Ezzy brand right now because the Ezzy brand is, is that's that, that's my brand. I'm creating my family already have a, a company. Like like when when she when she's born she's well, she's born now but she's in already in the family business. The thing is, if you're a family man, a family woman, you'll create that family business that creates wealth. That don't mean your kids have to work for you. It just means you worked for them so they can actually work for themselves. Right, number three, to build wealth and become a millionaire, you need two things, blank and time. Consistency, man. Consistency is you do it whether you see the results or not. Or not. In everything you do, there's always uh, there's a scripture I want to read. The Bible says, in all toil, there's what? It says profit. In all toil. Right now, you are a better typer because you type, right? Right now, you are a quicker reader because you read. Like, in all toil, that's profit. So that means if I continue to toil in the right direction, eventually I will profit in that direction. So anytime I do a video, even though that video may not make that much money for me, who knows three years from now if it will? In all toil, that's profit because I profited from a subscriber. One video may only have five views. <clears throat> People look at, well, look at views and they'd be like, I'd rather have 10,000, hear me close, I'd rather have 10,000 committed followers than a million followers. Why? Think about it. Why would I rather have... They're going to always support. You can be rich if you have 10,000 committed people. 1,000 committed people. I'm talking about every time you drop something, they buy something. 10,000 people. Because everybody looked, because when, when they were shopping, because I, I don't even want to do a book deal now, but when they was trying to give me a book deal... The first question it was asking was, what's your what's your uh, email open rate or is your conversion rate? Like how many people actually purchase when you put something out? So 
when I tallied all my numbers up, they didn't care about those numbers. They didn't care. Oh, you got a million subscribers. No, it's not me, but I'm saying, oh, you got 56,000 subscribers. Oh, you got 130 followers on all platforms. That sounds good until they check the real numbers. They don't care about how many people followed you and forgot you. <laughs> they care about who follows you and follows you to this day and will follow you wherever way you go. So you can have, you can look like you were, you were, you got a hundred million followers, but is any one of them followers? What's that guy who used to do all the dances a lot? Um, Michael Jackson. No, no, no. We're talking about uh, he was a, he's a YouTuber. I forgot his name, but he got hot one time. But that was he was a one trick pony. I'm talking about Ayo Taylor. I don't even know their names. I probably don't even know his name if you said it. But what I'm saying is, is that be very careful how you go viral. <laughs> hear me, hear me. Be very careful how you go viral. Because however you go viral, you're gonna be stuck. Because if you got viral off a dancer. Or Shiki, was you talking about Shiki? Probably him too. Him too. Kiki, do you love me? Yeah. But at least he's got some comedic things to go with it. But be very careful how you go up because how you go up, you may have to stay that way, right? But all I'm saying is, is that you have to be consistent. You cannot, you, it's, it's, it, you, the only way you can be consistent is you have a vision. I may not see it, but I see it every day. That house my wife wants, we're not in it right now, but I see it every day. That's why I drive to certain neighborhoods that she want to be and I see it every day. When I come home, I was just whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I have to see it every day so she can see it. It's a motivation. It's a motivation. It's the type of car she want. I said, okay, you want that car? Yeah. What I'm, when she saw me the other day, she's like, why you look at that car? Because you want it. I have to see it every day so that you can see it every day. Like, what you see is important. That's why I, I don't, if you, if you go to my Instagram uh, explore page, it's houses, cars, foods, and babies. <laughs> it's the world that I'm in, the world that I want to be in. Right. See what I'm saying? So whatever, I got to see it every day so I can eventually see it one day. So consistency says, I got to be consistent in what I put before my eyes. I got to be consistent about what I put before my ears. I got to be consistent with what I do with my hands so I can have it in my life. Number four, when you reach the fifth foundation, make wealth building part of your what budget? Every month, you have to budget with wealth in mind. Wealth spiritually, wealth emotionally, mentally, wealth physically, wealth financially. Every day. Every day, that's got to be a mentality. Every day I'm thinking about new ways to get it, new ways to make it, new ways to double it, new ways to quadruple it. New ways, new ways, because it never stops. Yeah, always, There's always new ideas. Always. Like right now, all of this, we ain't even go through the book at all, did we? No, no really. All of this came from that. All that we talked about that came from what I scribbled just from that video. It never ends. The wordplay, the, the, all this. Came from every day, new ideas, inspiration. Give me a new way to do this, God. Because when people hear this on YouTube, because I record everyone, changing lives. Because the gameplay that I'm doing right now is, is going to be a game changer. But number five, if you invest blank, you will have nothing. That's the real statement you probably heard. Top three real statements you're going to ever hear in your life. That's probably the real estate being going to top 10 dead or alive statements. You're going to hear, if you invest nothing, you'll get nothing. You can't say you want to be wealthy if you ain't invest in your wealth inside of you. You can't, you, you, if you invest nothing, you're going to get nothing. 
So every day you got to say, I'm, if I want to be wealthy, I'm going to invest. Watch one video every day about finance. Read a chapter. Go ahead. Read a chapter in a book about finance. If you wealthy people, bro, there's people that can read a book in a day. They do that because they train themselves to read to such a capacity where they can have the capacity. Think about this. Look at the word fulfill. What's two words that fulfill? Then I'm done, I think. Full and feel. <laughs> if you can you feel a five gallon hole with one gallon of water? Got four gallons. You gotta, feel five gallons. You gotta feel five gallons. But if I have one five gallon, to I can fill a five gallon hole. Full and then fill. I have to be full of something to fill something. There's a need out there that you gotta have the capacity to fill. If I'm not full of wealth, of a wealth mentality, I cannot feel. A, a problem that's going to make me wealthy. Nor will I ever feel that kind of money. I have to increase my capacity. <clears throat> like money is funny. Money don't like to be around dummies. Money wants to be around people who are serious about money. Either way, number six, invest consistently over time so that compound interest does what? All right, so we're done for the day.